the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No, it's not the name of the girl that you grew up next to down the street. Grace is something far greater. As we'll see next, join us. God's riches at Christ's expense. Marvelous acronym for the word that we're taking a look at in depth here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Hey, welcome to our program. It's originating from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, we're focusing on this marvelous word, grace. Now, we're not looking at Oxford's Dictionary or Webster's. We're looking at the Bible and what the Bible has to say about grace. And I think you'll find quite an amazing understanding of this word. And we hope you benefit from it today. Join us, won't you? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast. Salvation isn't just heard, it's seen. You say, man, this guy, man, I see him under pressure. I see him. He's, that guy's a Christian. He's not just talking about it. He's, he's, he's living it out. He's, he's doing it. You know, he's like, like Lynch said, he's about that action, boss. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Not just talking about it. Not just shouting in church, but living it. Saying, I'm here. I'm faithful to my family. I'm faithful to my God. Wherever I'm at, I'm living for Jesus. It's my lifestyle. I've got to do it. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of tests, I'm living for God. It's my, it's my practice. Say, let me say this. It's, it is about your actions. It's about what you're doing. It is about it. And the devil wants to convince us that it's not But let's see what the scripture says. Go to the book of James chapter 2. And let's let the scripture, let's let the scripture speak. James chapter 2, verse 17 on down to 26. It says here in verse 17, he says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works or actions or acts of obedience, acts of obedience, He says it's dead. It means nothing. I can say that I have faith if my faith does not result in my obedience or what the Bible would classify as works here in this passage of Scripture. Then what happens is it means nothing. I can say God can tell me I want you to go down to this street. I want you to turn right and then I want you to stand right there and I want you to minister to this person. And I can say, yes, Lord, I believe you. I'll do it. I believe you, Lord, but I'm not showing God that I believe him if I never take the steps. And we're going to see this in this passage of scripture. It says here in verse 18, but someone will say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith 
by my what? Works. By my acts of obedience. I'm going to show you that I have faith in God. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that I have faith in God. And I'm going to show you by doing what he's asking me to do. He says in verse 19, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Verse 20, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Works are acts of obedience. Then he begins to clarify this in verse 25. I love it. He says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Now, we have to stop here because this is where the confusion comes in. We're not doing anything to prove that we have salvation. We're doing things because we have salvation. I'm not doing anything to earn my salvation, but as a result of me having salvation, this is the result of it. Abraham here, now watch this, only thing he did when he offered his son Isaac was basically do what God had asked him to do. And God called that works. His act of obedience, according to this verse, was classified as works in the sight of God. He didn't go out with his own idea to do this. He did it because he knew that this was something that God was asking him to do. And the Bible says he was justified when he responded in obedience to God's command. That is, take your son and and, and offer him up. His willingness to go forth and do that was a sign that he had faith, and his faith was accompanied by some actions. What happens for a lot of us is we, we get stuck like, like the demons, and we believe that God exists. But are we, all of us, are we willing to do what God says to say that we have true, true, authentic, and biblical faith? What happens for us is we get stuck with this lascivious grace and we don't think that God is looking for us to be human beings that respond to his demands. And we'll say, well, Jesus paid it all. Well, well, you know, I don't listen at the end of the day, whatever God tells you to do, do that. Can I have an amen? Do that. And God calls that. He calls that a good work. He calls that good works. And it's a shame because we, if, if we're not going to go there now, but if you read the book of Revelations, and we're studying this now in, in, uh, in our Wednesday night Bible study, we're looking at the seven churches of Asia Minor, and we're looking at these churches, and every single one of those churches, except I think one, one or two, uh, Jesus, he told them that they needed to repent. And they, because he had watched and had observed their works, their actions, Every single one, I challenge you to to look at these churches because Jesus himself is looking at the churches and he's telling them the good that he sees, the bad. He's telling some to repent. And for us, we have to realize that when it comes to God, he is looking at your actions. He is looking at our actions because he who practices righteousness is righteous. And if we are falling behind, if we're falling short, if we're missing the mark, and we have any form of lawlessness in our lives, that's okay. Just make it right before God. God, I ask that you would forgive me, come into my life, and God, change me. Give me power over this particular issue. Lord, I got a problem with lying. Lord, change my tongue. That's the best thing you could ever say to God. 
and say, God, here I am. I got an issue right here and I need you to empower me. But when we start saying stuff like, well, God knows. It's all good, the blood. You know, he knows I got to, you know, he chose me. He knew I was a liar. So, so what I'm saying is God wants us to go from just believing and confessing to living it out. When the Bible says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, let me say this to you. He's going to empower you to do this if you really have a heart to do this. It's his desire. Let me, let me, don't, I'm not going to stop there. If the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, that means that he's going to empower you to do, where are the ladies at? Where are the ladies? He's going to empower you to do that. He's going to empower you to do that. And so what we have to do is realize that God is about also, listen to what it says here, our actions. He says here in verse 20, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son? All he did was do what God asked him to do. Do you see that faith was working together with his works or his acts of obedience? And by his acts of obedience or by works, faith was made what? Perfect. It was made complete. We want to complete the transaction. We want to have complete faith. We want to have whole faith that results in us doing what God is asking us to do. If we mix the mark, dust yourself up, get back up and say, God, help me to do it. This is what God is looking for. It says, and after he did that, look at verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. After he did this, he basically showed that I believe God. He did it, and it showed I believe God. I'm going to show you, God, that I believe you by my obedience. I'm going to show you, God, that I do love you by doing what you want me to do. I'm going to show you, God, that I'm serious about my relationship with you because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do. I'm not just going to. Anytime we hear do, people cringe because they, need to, they haven't taken the time to read all of Apostle Paul's writings. Not just one verse, but all of his writings that help to bring clarity. We need to read the whole New Testament to bring clarity. Grace is not a license to sin. God empowers you and I to overcome it. He says in verse 24, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So there's a healthy balance. I release my faith and a sign that I have faith is that I'm willing to do what God is asking me to do. It's an expression of my faith. He says, likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by her acts of obedience when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works, he says very clearly here, is dead. Israel is coming into a city, Jericho, and they're going to take over this city. They're coming, they're, they're coming, God is going to just destroy everything. He, and as, the, as these individuals are coming there, Rahab, she's on 
uh, in, in her house and, and the spies come into her house. And I'm paraphrasing, but the spies come in and they tell her, if you want to be saved, you take this ribbon and you hang it out of the window. And when, the, when these guys come in, when we come back, they're going to see this ribbon and they're going to pass over you. The Bible says that when she heard this, she believed them. And she hung the ribbon out of her window. And when she did this, now I can get onto all kinds of other stuff, but I'm going to stay right here with this. When she did this, when they came back, they saw the ribbon and they passed over and they did not destroy our house. She could have said, I believe you. I believe those guys. I believe them and not put the ribbon outside of her, her house. But the Bible says, was she not justified was she not justified? It says, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? She was justified. She was justified because what she was commanded to do, she did it. And as she did it, she received salvation and deliverance for herself. I think for us, it's the same thing. We have to consider this. Now, we've established that there's some confusion, but now let's bring some true, true clarity. Let's go to t- Titus, the book of Titus chapter 2. And we're going to, this is going to help us to see what true biblical grace is, is really all about. And it's going to confirm what we've just stated here. This is good. Chapter 2, verse 11 on down to 15. Look what it says in verse 11. For the grace of God... That brings salvation has appeared to all men. It says, teaching us. Now, so stop right there, saints. Grace, if it's truly effective and working in your life, it's gonna, it's a teacher. I taught on this years ago. Grace, our teacher. Grace is a teacher. It's if true grace is on your life, it's gonna constantly instruct you in the ways of the Lord. It's gonna constantly direct you. It's not going to give us license for lasciviousness and debauchery, sexual excess, all these things that are perverted. What it's going to do is help us to stay down a certain path. This is what grace is going to do. It says in verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness. So grace is going to teach me to deny ungodliness, not receive it more of it into my life and still go to church and act like it's no problem. And praise the Lord. These people are being religious trying to tell me to stop and I can't do this and I can't do that. No. If you've got the grace of God on your life, that what's going to happen is going to teach you how to deny ungodliness. Not give us a license for it, but how to, to deny it. I'm not receiving that in my life anymore. And let me say this to everyone here. And I, I say this, saints, please hear my heart. At some point in time, we got to get a in, in our lives and in our minds that, you know what? I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I, 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 that's not cool, man. That's, it's not right. I want, I want to be free in my life. We got to get to a point in our lives. Well, that's what we really, really want. What, a lot of times people are just trying to find the line so they can get as close to it as possible. I want to just get right there. So God's not going to get me if I'm right here. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm right there. 
You know, I want to get right there on the edge. Have you ever told your kids, don't touch the cookie jar? And they just start walking right around it. <laughs> they don't go, they don't touch it, but they're right there. You know, there's the cookies and they, they like this. And, and, <laughs> you know, stay away from it. Can I have an amen? I don't want to find, listen, I know where the line is, but I'm going to get, a, I'm going to get away from that. I'm going to get away from that lady on my job that's trying to hit on me. You know you're married, and she may be cute, but you stay away from her. Not talking about, like, you know, I'm just trying to be nice. No, 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 I see what you're doing. Ah, yeah. Do I have a witness? Ah. See, that's what happens, man. People are trying to figure out, yeah, we just went to lunch. Yeah, he's handsome and everything, and he, you know, he tried to slip me his number, but I told him I was married, and I'm not going to be involved in all that. But we did go to lunch, though. We, we got to stay away from that stuff. Amen? Can I have an amen? Can I talk about this this morning? We got to teach our kids on the campus. If they're at school, they know kids are doing crazy stuff. They smoking marijuana and talk about drinking. and Tell your kids, stay away from that. What happens to a lot of individuals, to all of us, is sometimes curiosity gets the best of us. And if we're struggling with any kind of insecurity in our lives, then what happens, we'll gravitate towards things. We have to realize, hey man, I'm not trying to get close to that line. I'm staying away from that mess. I'm not doing it. And for for all of us, we have to think this way and realize that grace teaches us to deny ungodliness. And look what it says here. And worldly lust. So if grace is activated in my life, it's going to teach me how to stay away from worldly lust. While I allow wor- the worldly things to get a hold of my life. And to, and to begin to get me to just try to go down this road. And justify it in my mind. Well, grace is going to fight for me and teach me and help me to stay away from the things that I know could damage my relationship with God. Amen? Amen. To deny ungodliness and worldly lust. This is what grace does. That I don't, I'm not concerned about what this, what this actor's doing and, and how they look and, and how she looks and, and what they're doing and their popularity. And I'm never, I'm, I'm amazed at how we get so enamored by these, by these movie stars and, but it, you don't even really know their life. I want to be like her and I want to be like him and people dressing up like them and it's worldly lust. We're watching MTV and, and we sit there, and man, I want to be like that. And, and then everybody trying to be a rapper. <laughs> 40 years old, talking about I got a new album coming out. I'm about to rap. <laughs> man, you was in the church, man, doing great. Now you're a rapper? <laughs> There's no money in that. What are you doing? You know, these guys, are, it's not even their car. You're watching the video, it's not their car. <laughs> it's rented, Lamborghini, amen? That Lamborghini's rented. 40 years old, sagging, and yo, dog, what's up? Diggity, 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 diggity. I got a new rap coming out. <laughs> 15 years. Worldly lust, amen? Now, if you're a rapper in the room, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick I'm just saying there's, don't get bit. I love some, you know, hey, I love gospel rappers and everything like that. I understand. But what I'm saying is a lot of guys, hey, listen, if you're going to do the rap thing, Listen to me. Do that on the side and go get a real job. 
because baby got a new, need a new pair of shoes. I go back to my hometown, and if anybody is from Lompoc, I, you know, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. But sometimes I go back to my hometown, and it's the same guys on at, in front of the 7-Eleven. They're in front of the 7-Eleven. What y'all doing out here? Man, we waiting for that rap deal. It's either that or the clothing line. What y'all doing out here? We just waiting for that rap deal, you know, such and such, man. We, you know, we trying to get it popping, Doc. Like, listen, man, y'all need to, man, go over to Safeway and get a job. <laughs> go somewhere, get a job, man. You can't sit here all your life waiting for a record deal. It's, it's, it's coming, and it's always coming, but it never arrives. See, we got to teach people, say, I'm saying this, and, it, and it, I know we laugh at but this is what's happening, people. People are messing up their destiny and purpose and future because they have worldly lust and desires that's not getting them anywhere. Grace, if it's on your life, it's going to teach you to get rid of that stuff. And God will begin to direct and order your steps. Amen? But look what it says here. He says, teaching us that denying ungodly, ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. If grace is in your life, it's going to teach you how to live soberly. We're in our right mind. Our faculties are in order. We're able to make great decisions. And do the things that God has for us to do. Why? Because we're of sober mind. We're not inebriated. We're not intoxicated. We're not making bad decisions because our judgment is off. He, grace teaches us how to live soberly and then righteously. If grace is in our life, it's teaching us to live a righteous life, to practice righteousness. And godly win in this present age so now godliness is being forged in my life why because righteous because grace has hit my life it's not licentiousness and lasciviousness but true biblical grace teaches me to live a godly life when people think about us they say man that person is a a woman of god that's a man of god that guy's a man of god man he loves the lord he's living for god is he perfect no But I've seen him stumble and then get back up and continue to walk with Jesus. I've seen him get himself together and continue to go down the road. And God is working on him. He's, man, God, look what God is doing. He says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. He says, zealous for good what? Works. Zealous for good works. I'm, I want to be, I want our church to be zealous to do the things that God is asking us to do. To be zealous for good works. To be zealous to do those things that are good in the sight of God. He says, speak these things. Exhort and rebuke with all authority. He said, let no one. He says, despise you. This is the same Apostle Paul that preached on justification by faith, but he brings a clear balance and clear understanding. This is the same Apostle Paul that said, by no works of the flesh shall any man be justified. What is he talking about? He's talking about the law of Moses. He's talking about those things that Moses instituted. He's he's talking about those things that these people were trying to do to earn 
a place with God. We have a place with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, this is what we begin to do. Grace starts to teach us how to live right now on the other side. How to do what's right. Saints, don't get perverted by some of the grace teachings you're hearing. It's spreading. Guys are on, you know, major networks talking about stuff like this. And it's sad because you watch some people and when they hear messages that are perverted like that, then what they do is they start opening themselves to all kinds of debauchery and sin. And they just say, well, God doesn't care because God's grace is in my life. Well, if you really have God's grace, he's going to teach you how to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age while you're looking for the glorious appearance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.